How come you're always helping everybody and getting paid back for well? That's the way I am, you know. I'm a little hard-headed. They say, Dusty Rhodes, how come you don't look like Ric Flair and have all them muscles and pretty body? Well, I like the nightlife just a little bit better than I like the damn gym, Jack. You understand? As long as I can get out and do it better than anybody, and as long as I make more money per night than any athlete in this country, and as long as I make a half a million dollars a year, I don't really give a damn what they think out there. Can you dig that? I hope you can. I hope you can. I hope you can. Lord, I hope you can. Obama approved world's greatest podcast hyphen nation i am your host kellen conley aka b hyphen how's everyone doing today today i'm feeling pretty good man feeling pretty good glad to be back in the in the captain's chair so to speak getting my picard on getting my captain kirk on you know all that captain stuff man glad to be back i got real Special episode. See, y'all, y'all just going to go with me. I have my glasses on. But I'm gonna take them off. Y'all just going to go with me on this one. But first, as per usual, Morgantown weather report. Currently, 53 degrees. That's right, 53 degrees on February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Happy belated Valentine's Day, by the way. I hope, I hope it was special. If not, if you didn't care, that's cool too. Hopefully, you had a good February 14th. Let's just leave it at that. Does that sound good? It sounds good to me too. Okay. Looks like tonight we got some scattered showers starting around 10 p.m. and they will continue until the wee hours of the morning. Uh, temperatures are not dipping below 50 though. So good for me. Hopefully your weather is just as good. Uh, it is February though, so you might have some regular weather. You might have some regular weather. Just want to say. So also, Hyphen Nation is brought to you by hyphen podcast group good podcast good people good network the excellence of execution of audio nope the excellence of audio execution hyphen podcast group.com i'm gonna get it down i'm gonna get the new tagline down the old tagline was so much easier what, what was it um bringing great podcasts to the people hyphen po- uh, morgan that was when we were morgantown based now i'm literally the only morgantown based person here so i had to change it up a little bit so one more time let's see how i can do it good pat <laughs> good podcast good people good network the excellence of audio execution hyphen podcast group.com yes there i got it and also by the mark rob t-h-e-m-a-r-c-r-o-b dot wordpress.com my homie, your friend, aka showing mad love, great paralyzing paragraphs of pontifications about all kinds of things. He's got archives of it. Go check it out, man. It's a, it's very worthwhile. Your Tommy's a great writer, so always got him shout, got to shout him out, man. Also, the intro and the outro today's show is done by No Name Tim. Gotta remember, start shouting out Tim. So, with all that said, this episode's also brought to you by Cherry Coke Zero. 
Me, 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 me. Okay. For three episodes of this entire 206 episode journey, I decided I was going to tell a story. Now, one of those stories was the beginning of a, a novel I started, which I'm actually going to rework um, now that I've been thinking about it because I don't want to write about a, a female cop team. So I'm going to rework that whole idea. The other story that I'll be telling on here, and I haven't done it in a long time, it was 2018, 2019 maybe, last time I touched this. And I thought about bringing it up again before in like, I don't know, like 2020, maybe 2021. I had some notes written down, but it just didn't happen. But for some reason, because my brain is in such writer mode right now, I feel like now is the appropriate time to do part four of the Deadpool alias investigation series. That's what it's called officially. I finally named it Deadpool alias investigation, Deadpool slash alias investigation. That's the name. Now, just a quick recap. This was a fan fiction series that I had decided I wanted to write years ago when I had a fan fiction site before those doors were shuttered in 2015. I feel like shout out to Eric, shout out to MC. And then I took it to another site and they're like, yeah, sure. Write it. I just never wrote it. Never wrote it. So I just sat there on it. Then when I started this pod, like within the first 20 episodes, I decided to share that very first issue with y'all. Then somewhere in the forties, I decided to share with you the second issue. And then somewhere like right after episode 100, maybe after 110, I shared with you the third issue. The first issue saw Jessica Jones um, of Alias Fame. She moved to Seattle. She decided she didn't want to be in New York anymore. She moved to Seattle. This all takes place prior to the events of Luke Cage getting her pregnant. So most of the Alias series takes place before she finds out she's pregnant. And then she goes to Seattle. Also in Seattle, one down on his luck, Wade Wilson, a.k.a. Deadpool. Deadpool's in Seattle because why, why not? Why not? Like, literally, I, I, don't, I, I don't know his history well enough to know where to, I would have picked him up from, what was going on before. But Deadpool rolls into town. He's dead broke, which is unusual for him as a mercenary. He has no contacts, really. And he he's really just trying to get some get some get his feet under him. And this this Deadpool, my Deadpool, he's he's funny, he's jokey, he says dumb stuff, but at the same time, he kind of takes it serious. Like he's a, he's a mercenary and he takes his job seriously. Still a mutant, still healing factor, all that good stuff. Meets Jessica Jones by chance. I think he was driving a cab. Uh, they realize who each other are. They don't get along immediately, obviously. And then at some point, they come back together because I don't remember what was supposed to happen. What I said way back when, I didn't go back and listen to that. <laughs> they come together and Jessica's trying to set up alias investigations in Seattle, kind of get her feet wet. And then Wade decides, uh, they, they kind of mutually agree to help each other. She will help him with having some kind of funds as long as he's helping her be a part of the team, help her scrounge up some cases because... Uh, moving to a big city, you feel like uh, I'm a private detective, private eye. That, 
it doesn't always pay the bill, especially in 2023 when you can do so much yourself, right? So Wade and Jessica form a reluctant uh, partnership. And even when I started this, this series back in 2016, it, it's still way easier to do stuff yourself and hire a private investigator. There's eyes everywhere now. So they team up. They're going to be partners. Jessica has her office up in Seattle. She also has an apartment. Wade has nowhere to stay. So reluctantly, Wade is on her couch. So the second episode of their series, uh, Wade and Jessica was trying to investigate. I, I just read the synopsis I wrote down years ago. It might not be quite 100% accurate. They're looking for a missing person. Stumbled on a drug trafficking and a sex trafficking ring. And they busted it up. And then also in the process somehow, Wade managed to get Jessica's name out there as a uh, as a private eye on a low level as far as uh, old school people who want uh, want someone to actually go photograph their cheating spouses doing something wrong. So Jessica's got a little bit of income. The last episode, which I just listened to today again, what had happened was Wade was chilling on the couch eating some dollar store um, chimichangas, loves chimichangas, and Jessica was out and Wade got a call on his cell phone. Why he has a cell phone when he has no money? I don't know. Maybe he's on the X-Men plan. I don't, I don't know. His cell phones weren't working. He got a track phone. How about that? Track phones still exist. He got a call on a cell phone. A gravelly voice uh, from somewhere in Virginia said, hey, I need you to uh, go to Canada and take out this target. And Wade's like, cool, money. So Wade uh, drives up to Vancouver and finds this truck, that, this car that was waiting on him. And he opens the trunk, and inside it gave him instructions to go murder the prolific pop star Trake, um, rapper slash pop star Trake. So he has to go all the way from Vancouver over to Toronto. So Wade hops in a car, uh, he has funds, he's able to get gas, so he just starts road tripping in across Canada. So Jessica comes home not that long after. Wade left a note, I don't know why, Jessica could have given to you-know-whats. And... So she she figured it says I uh, got a job be back so she calls Wade up and she's like hey Wade what you doing and he's like uh, I got a cleaning job and she's like what kind of cleaning job and so it eventually comes out hey I got a good job I'm gonna go get this money it'll be fine but one of the things Jessica and Wade had going on was Jessica said as long as we work together I don't want you killing people now I could give three f's less about people I'm Jessica Jones but at the same time it's gonna be bad for my business. If you're working with me, even with your image inducer, which of course an image inducer in the Marvel universe, uh, it's a mutant thing. Uh, I don't, I can't remember who invented it, but essentially it gives a, a appearance of a human form to its user. So essentially, Wade has this image inducer he stole from the X Mansion, and so he can be whoever he wants. I mean, it has a battery, so it only lasts so long, but it helps him do what he needs to do and kind of move about without him having to walk around scarred Wade Wilson all the time, you know. Because people know who Wade Wilson is. So him and Jessica argue. She's mad that he's taken off for to Toronto. She managed to get that out of him to go murder somebody. And so she decides to kind of put all her cases on hold. She takes some photos over to a client that she had taken that afternoon. And so she's driving straight from Seattle into Canada, crosses the border, no problem, because this is comic book world. And Jessica is just on her way into the wild blue yonder. And eventually, uh, Je Jessica only has so much funds. 
So it became a little easier to go ahead and use her superpowers and fly. Um, so she did end up beating Wade there by like maybe an hour or so. So Wade arrives. He decides he's going to impersonate a, a member of Trake's entourage, his, his right-hand man, his producer, uh, Tommaso. Tommaso Ciampa, okay? And Tommaso Ciampa, the real one, is in Miami, uh, and he was down there working with um, a very famous artist. I cannot remember his name that I, I just listened to it, but he's supposed to be Rick Ross, essentially, okay? So Tommaso is in Miami working with Rick Ross, and Trake is up in Canada, in Toronto, and he was just working on some tracks. He knew that Tommaso was out of town. And so Wade figuring out that uh, his his producer, his engineer is not there, uses image inducer to uh, impersonate him. He easily walks into Drake's studio, Drake's studio, <laughs> Drake, Drake, I'm going to, I'm going to flip, but it's Drake. And the nine gods happy to see him, thought you're in Miami. Like, oh, I want you. And then Drake's like, oh, I want you. Who's this in the corner? Tommaso says, Tommaso's like, who's that in the corner? Turns out it is a dark haired, um, dark health lady named Jessica Jones, who is a big Trake fan, a big, big Trake fan. And somehow, I don't know why, other than the fact that Drake loves, Drake loves women, man. So, so Drake let her into the studio and was like, yeah, yeah, just go chill. You know, you know, hit the flash that million dollar smile. You know, I'm just going to go to the studio. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm over here. So she was waiting on wait. Drake goes into the booth and I'm just, I'm going with Drake. It's Drake. Drake goes into the booth and Deadpool as 40 uh, goes up to Jessica and apparently uh, Jessica immediately sees through it because she, she just knows uh, Jessica's not dumb. She knows he has an image inducer. She knows that somebody's coming to kill Drake. So Jessica also I have nothing against Drake. That's just what came to my mind when I last did this series a long time ago. And so we're just rolling with the baby. Okay. <sighs> Jessica and Wade start arguing while Drake's in the booth. Drake steps out. He's like, hey, what's going on? Like, why are y'all fighting? Like, y'all, like, what's going on, 40? And so when we last ended, it was a standoff between Jessica and Wade. On one side, you have Jessica, who doesn't want, ow, who doesn't want Wade to kill Drake, obviously, even if he's getting paid handsomely for it and he really needs the money. And also because it's going to affect her business because he's working with her and again, 2023, people people know who you work with. It's not that hard to trace the fact that Wade Wilson had, even if it's a little bit of involvement with her little private eye investigation that she's trying to get reestablished in Seattle. Doesn't want to do it. And also, as a former superhero, she's not totally in on murdering somebody. Okay? On this side, you have Wade Wilson, a.k.a. the Merc with the Mouth. Merc with the Mouth, Merc with the Mouth. And he just wants to complete his job. He's getting paid handsomely to murder Drake. That was the thing. Go to Toronto, kill the six guy Drake, uh, orders a push of tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was hinting at. Gravelly voice from Virginia is what I said. Go kill Drake. And so here we are. Drake steps out the booth. Guys, like, I, I, I don't understand what's going on here. Like, just. Just like, just be cool. Like, 40, why are you fighting with this girl? Like, I, uh, she can go if she wants to. I'm not going anywhere, Jessica pops off. I, I got some business here with Mr. 40, air quotes with her fingers. Now, Wade's trying to be all cool, you know, try to try to be that real mellow. He's like, he like, nah, I mean, you know, she just kind of approach, approached me the wrong way, you know. You know, uh, what would, what would 40 call Drake? Like, face to face, would he call him Aubrey? Would he call him Drake? 
yo Drake, yo D, yo yo. He probably calls him Aubrey. He's like, nah, Aubrey, I don't know, man. She's rubbing me the wrong way. I apologize, blah blah blah. But I don't know. She uh she got to go. So Drake says, you know what? I'm gonna let y'all kind of handle this for a second. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna take the phone call, check on Adonis, and um, and I'll get back with you. So he steps out of the room, and then Wade drops image inducer. So it's Deadpool, full mask, full attire, right face, face Jessica, and they just start bickering, and like, what are you doing? He has a son. He's one of the biggest recognizable celebrities in the world. Why would you do this? And then Wade's like, because a job is a job. I need this money. I don't have anything. I need this to kind of get back on my feet after all the bad stuff that I've been through here recently leading up to this moment. So they're going back and forth and she's like, well, I'm not going to let you do this. I'm going to take you out of here right now. So she grabs his arm. And of course, Wade just pulls her off and then she grabs his arm again. And then she really uses her strength. She starts dragging him across the floor. So Wade's like, I, I don't want to have to do this. Like, just let me do my job. Go back, go back home. And you don't have to see me again. Honestly, for real, I'm going to do this job. I'm going to get this money. And then we could just end the year, you know, and then I'll, I'll go about my own way. I, I'm about to move up to Walmart uh, price chimichangas because he last we heard he had gotten some two dollar chimichangas with some of the money that was in that car that he picked up in Vancouver before he drove it cross state, cross the country to um, Toronto, Toronto. By the way, like Jessica, what? So so Wade left same day. Jessica found out. Jessica had to take a little bit of time to wrap up. So Jessica left like a, maybe a day. She's like a day behind Wade. But Wade was driving the whole way. He can't fly. He has no other assets. So Jessica was behind him ro- um, on the road for a little bit. But then eventually she just parked. She ditched her car and then flew the rest of the way. And then that's how she beat him there. So this does take course over a few days. It's not like they were in Seattle yesterday. Just to show you I'm not a terrible ass writer. <laughs> also, all off the top. So Jessica, I don't want to do this. And she's like, I wish you would. Da, 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 da. So Drake's coming back upstairs. He's all smiling. And like he was FaceTiming Adonis. So he hangs up. And boom, Wade goes flying through the studio wall. And not, not no, no, it's not 40 anymore. Now it's Deadpool. So Drake's like, yo, what is happening right now? Jessica comes, comes bursting out, starts beating the ever-loving crap out of Deadpool. And Je- Jessica's got super strength. So, so it hurts. I mean, but of course, Wade has... Uh, healing factors. So that's what it is. So Wade hops up. And he's like, he's like, I can't believe I ever wasted my time with you. Like this is a crazy idea. And it sounds like some fan fiction is being written. Looks directly at me. Eh, breaks fourth wall. And he proceeds to pull out both katana blades. And he is now attacking Jess. Now of course Jess just has a bare hands. So Jess is trying to find things to block the swords with. So she's picking up like Drake's tables and you know just grabbing whatever she can as he's he's slashing. Now Wade is. A very, he's great at hand-to-hand combat. Jessica's not. So even though she's blocking a couple of blows, eventually Wade, who's kind of holding back, he's not trying to kill her. He he kind of checks her a little bit with like the the handles of the, the katanas a little bit. He kind of he kind of checks her against the head a little bit. And so she staggers back and Drake, Drake is still like, yo, what do I do? What do I do? He's like at the top of the steps, like platinum plaques on the wall, million dollar smile, braids, you know. He's not smiling right now though. He's terrified. He is terrified. Deadpool and some crazy chick named Jessica Jones, who apparently is an investigator, but is strong enough to fight Deadpool or fighting in his studio. What is happening? What is happening? So Jessica uh, take, takes a couple of blows and she, she, st- she kind of rolls back and trying to gather herself. And, and then Deadpool starts talking. So he's like, you know, you know, Jess, you could just save us all a lot of time and me a whole lot of 
uh, having to worry about uh, healing whatever you're about to do to me and just, you know, just just let me go up there and kill him. Kill me. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I'll be deal with you in a second. Drake still got his phone, so Drake starts pounding on the phone. Oh, Deadpool's here to kill him. I said, shut up. And, and Jessica's like, you know what, Wade? When you're right, you're right. I am going to hit you with something really big. <laughs> so she picks up this ginormous jersey, a Kevin Durant jersey that was just hanging on the wall, and smacks it across Wade's face. And, of course, glass goes everywhere, and he drops his katanas, and uh, and then, of course, it's glass. So his mask is ripped, and just it's not helping that face anymore. I can tell you that. So Wade's like, oh, why the hell did you do that? Like, Kevin Durant was like one of my favorite warriors of all time, and it broke my heart when he left. So that that really hurts me <laughs> deep down, Jessica. And just like, like I, I told you, I, I'm not going to let you kill him. I'm just not. This is not how this is not how things work, Wade. She's like, I've seen a lot of in my life, and I I've been through a lot of in my life, and the Purple Man really messed with my mind years ago. But at the same time, I know what's right from wrong. You don't care about what's right or wrong. So this is our differences. So she's going at him, like just throwing haymakers at him. And Wade is really trying to hold back because obviously he doesn't have superpowers. He has all these weapons on him. He already brought up the katanas and the, the, the katanas, the katanas. And, and she kind of uh, threw him off guard when she busted that pitch over his head. So they're just kind of doing it hand to hand. He's trying to more like kind of wrap her up. You know, like when a woman goes after you, like when she really wants to fight you, but you can't, you don't want to hit her. So you try to wrap her up when she's real mad. That's what Wade's trying to do. Of course, she has super strength. So she just flexes a little bit, throws Wade off, goes out another window. So now they're outside the studio. He's outside the studio and Jessica's looking down. She's like, and she's just like, hey, Wade, why don't you just go ahead and get on up out of here? Because there's no point in you fighting me because obviously you're uh, you're not matched. So, all right, yeah, 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 whatever, Jessica, whatever. I mean, uh, all I want to do was kill a little rapper who doesn't have made one, song, one good song. Hey, shut up, Drake. I'm not ready for you yet. He only made one good song, and... And you're all mad because I'm just trying to get my payday. Do you even know who called you? It doesn't matter who called me. Wade, think. Think about it just a little bit. You got to get paid. If you don't know who your contact is, how are you going to get paid? Well, he said that I'm going to get paid whenever I bring proof Drake's dead. I got proof I'm dead. I said, and then Jessica's like covers his mouth because she just literally jumps down and like covers his mouth because they're just bickering at this point. Listen to him. I mean, it, it, it's not that hard if y'all want me to, like, fake I'm dead or something and, I can, and just take my take the proof, you know, take the picture. But whatever we got to do, like, you remember White Man Can't Jump when uh, they wanted Billy Hoyle did? And uh, y'all know I love Willie Harrelson, man. Don't y'all love Willie Harrelson? Get to the point, Drake. Okay, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, at the end, like, the, the mafia, the mob that Billy owed, they had him pose like he was dead. And he wasn't really dead, obviously. So because he wasn't really dead, um, he got to live his life, but then it, it, he got to be put in the book of all the dead people that crossed the mafia and everything like that. So, so that was the whole idea there. So let, let's do something like that. So Wade thinks about it for a second. Rubs his chin. It's calm as he's been for a second. Jessica's looking at him and contemplate. She, she's let him go by now. And Wade proceeds to plot a knife and throw it towards, towards Drake. 
So now there's a knife literally flying a drink. <laughs> now, I don't know about the grace of God. Grace of God, the knife barely grazed, like it, it just misses. Just misses because Jessica punched him in the jaw after he threw it. Because Jessica knows she ain't she ain't super fast. She ain't she ain't got no quicksilver speed. She ain't gonna beat the knife Drake. But she just swung on him, and it was just enough to th throw off the throat, to ruin the throat. So Drake's running now. Drake's running out of the studio. Deadpool's trying to kill me, blah, 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 blah. So by now, social media starts lighting up because it's Drake. So whenever, whenever a famous person wants to let you know what's happening right now, they go to IG Live. So on Drake's Instagram, Champagne Poppy, there is a, a crazed, scared out of his mind, Aubrey Graham running for his entire life from Deadpool. Deadpool's trying to kill me, y'all. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know what's happening. Man, I was just up in here making some new music for y'all. And I got done talking to Adonis and him and this other crazy chick, uh, Je Jessica, Jessica uh, James. She, she's up here fighting with him. And, and it, it's crazy. Like, oh, they shooting at me. Gunshots gunshots so Deadpool was like nah, I'm, I'm done with all this done with all this he pretty much just mushed Jess in the face after she hit him so he, he kind of mushed her just enough to kind of ring her bell a little bit and he he, he just pulled out the guns all the all the semi-automatics the bah, 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 bah. he's got double fisted aiming for Drake Drake's running and it's action movie stuff everything's exploding white walls of course everywhere uh, wine glasses getting shot because <laughs> you know he loves his wine. Wine glasses getting shot. There's other like the guards are useless. The guards have left. The guards, like who who were initially at, when Way came in as as forty, um, the guards have totally left, and so he has nobody. And there's there's people screaming in the background. Thankfully Adonis is not there. He's with his mom. But yeah, Drake is running for his life. So the so Deadpool rushes back in the building. And he's determined to find <laughs> find Deadpool. Sorry, determined to find Drake. Jessica's right behind him after that sucker punch Wade gave her. And so she's chasing him down and she's cussing under her breath. Wade, you son of a bitch. I can't believe you. Blah, 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 blah. You're going to like, so, so this whole thing's being broadcasted by Drake on Instagram Live. <clears throat> so, so Drake hides in a closet. One of the many closets in his in this recording studio that he's built. It's not his home, it's a recording studio, but there's a there's a, a couple rooms with some beds and there's a closet one. So he decides to hide in the closet. He, he thinks he's far enough away from Wade where it's going to take him a while for him to get there and then hopefully the police arrive, okay? He's hiding in the closet. <laughs> Never turns off the Instagram live. And uh, people are, are, are commenting like, oh, WTF. Can't believe this. Can't believe that people want to kill you. I feel like Push is involved, all this other stuff. Uh, who would want to kill you, Drake? Drake, you're the greatest. Drake, have my babies. I want to, you know, all kinds of nasty stuff. Because, I mean, shoot or shoot, man. <laughs> shoot or shoot. So that's, what, that's what's happening. Um, that, that might be a good title for this episode, Shoot or Shoot. Uh, especially with the second half of this episode we're going to talk about. What up, though, loved ones? It is I, Brett the Hitman Hart. <laughs> Welcome to the Rasslecast Power Hour. I am one-third of your World Podcast Tag Team Champions, B-Hyphen. I am your point guard. 
I am the one who passes the rock to Handsome Bane. And then Handsome Bane passes the rock over to the Mark Rob, showing mad love. Now let me explain to you why the Rasslecast is the best. We're not your run-of-the-mill wrestling show. We don't talk about news. Okay, sometimes we talk about news. We don't break down what happens on every segment, every single week. We're here for the love of professional wrestling. So when we, so when we have a new guest, we find out how they fell in love with professional wrestling. And then also, we have two other members. We have Ace Reporter, Kit Kat Kitteridge herself, Kat Chinetti, and then we have Microphone Fiend, novelist of the Swordcast. He comes and joins, she comes and joins. It's a great big party when all five of us are together. We call ourselves the Rasslecast Power Rangers. It's kind of a big deal. But seriously, enough of me talking. Go to your podcast listening device, Rasslecast Power Hour, five stars, follow, make sure you don't miss any more episodes. And really, if you do, then I'll just send our secretaries after you. Sayonara, smelly nerds. So, <laughs> he's in the closet. His phone is, his sound is down, but he can't hear anything. Like, he doesn't hear Wade in the house or anything. He kind of hears Jessica yelling, Wade, Wade, Deadpool, where are you? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to kill you myself. I don't care. I'm tired of you at this point. Of course, Deadpool can't die, but whatever. Then Deadpool sees, oh, sorry, Drake sees a notification come across his phone. The real Deadpool <laughs> would like to join your video, your live video. <laughs> and Drake's like, yo, like, what, the, what the hell? And then, boom, the closet, the wall of the closet just collapses as Deadpool, like, yanks Drake up in a, a chokehold, in a sleeper hold. And, of course, Jessica busts into the room at the same time. She's like, wait, what the hell are you doing? Why do you want to kill this man? Because I'm getting paid to do it. That's what I do. I'm a mercenary. I kill people. This is what I do. There's a whole comic book about me killing the Marvel Universe. Why can't I kill Drake? This is what I do. I don't know what the hell you're talking about with comic books and killing the Marvel. What is a Marvel Universe, Wade? What are you talking about, Jessica retorts? Drake, meanwhile, <laughs> you know, being overly dramatic and stuff like that. <laughs> Choking him out. You just go... Are you just going to choke the life out of him? Like, is that is that what you're going to do? Seems to be working pretty good. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, seems, seems to be working pretty good. I, I agree. But, I mean, you, you, there's just one, one thing you forgot, Wade. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, what's that? You, you forgot that uh, there's other superheroes in the area. Boom! <laughs> Vindicator. <laughs> Vindicator of Alpha Flight. Yes. I don't know where the hell he's at, okay? That's just what popped in my head. That was Canadian. He's in Alpha Flight. I don't even know if James McDonald Hudson is still alive. But that is who busted into this room. The Vindicator of Alpha Flight. Crashes into Drake and, and, and Deadpool. And Drake goes sprawling. <gasps> he's trying to get his breath back. You called Vindicator? 
Is he even still alive? Does anybody know who Vindicator is in 2023? Deadpool asked. I know his number. Actually, correction, I know Heather's number. So I called Heather and Heather sent over the reinforcements. I personally would have preferred Puck, but me and Puck had a little, haven't really got along. We kind of had a thing. It's a long story. Anyway, Vindicator. Deadpool, I can't let you do this. I'm not, I'm not going to let you sit here and murder this man. Oh, come come on, Vindicate. Nobody even knows who you are, bro. Just let me kill him. Just let me kill him. Meanwhile, Drake, Drake's trying to scramble away. Deadpool knows he has a real fight on his hands. No offense, Jess. But but Jess is, is has super strength. But at the same time, he's just better hand-to-hand. -hand. But the Vindicator is a whole different set of circumstances. In his red and white uniform, standing plain as day, <sighs> so Deadpool squares up cracks his jaw I guess, I guess we're doing this Jessica's like I mean you kind of get what you deserve <laughs> and all of a sudden you hear help 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 me he's gonna kill me help help whoop, 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 whoop. that's the sound of the police all that so Toronto's finest Roll up on the scene. Now, before Vindicator and Deadpool can actually can actually lock it up. Before they can even do that. The police are here, obviously. So Deadpool. I mean, he's crazy. He ain't all there, but at the same time, he knows when it's time to beat a hasty retreat. So, reluctantly. Starts gathering up his weapons, gets his katanas, and starts uh, uh, reloading the gun stuff and putting them away. And Vindicator's like, oh, so obviously you're you're about to be arrested, Wade. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and Wade's like, I mean, obviously this is my podcast series that's been happening for, God, seven years now. So, six years now. So, th so that's not really happened the way you think it's going to happen there, Vindicator. And, of course, Vindicator and Jessica are still confused. Like, who are you talking to? Talking to them, the listeners. The ones listening to this Kellen dude talk about all this stuff that's happening. Anyway, you're under arrest, right, Wade? You're not leaving. Wade smiles because uh, he, he's pulled his mask up by now. He's kind of got it pulled back over his mouth at least. And he's like, yeah, well, as was once said in the great 1990 film, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ninja vanish. Smoke bombs. And not just regular smoke bombs. Of course, Wade has like rainbow smoke bombs. So you got the red, yellows, purples, blues. It's a very pretty smoke smoke screen. But it's, it is enough, of course, even with Vindicator and Jessica trying to fan their way through it for Deadpool to disappear. Meanwhile, Drake is wrapped in a blanket by the police. And he's like, oh my God, like he tried to kill me. Ah, oh, so it was, oh, that's her loss. That's her loss over there. It's her loss. So Jessica walks over to Vindicator and like, hey, James, I, I really appreciate you coming on on short notice. And he's like, eh, it's just a Tuesday night, uh, Jess. Like, you know, we, it, we're superheroes, but it's not always super exciting, man. Me and, me and Heather were just sitting down to watch some Netflix. So totally, totally all right. I don't mind helping out an old friend. And he smiles at her. 
<laughs> she rolls her eyes, <laughs> lights a cigarette, starts walking away. You know the police are going to want to talk to you. Tell them to call me, Jessica says. And then a few steps and she's, she's back in flight mode, heading back to her car. So headlines all over the world start sprouting up. Drake attacked by Deadpool. Deadpool uh, attacks Drake and attempted murder. Uh, try uh, attempted murder tries to happen at in Toronto. Uh, world famous rapper, artist, Grammy winner Drake, um, wheelchair Jimmy, formerly uh, J- Jimmy Brooks of Degrassi, almost murdered by Wade Wilson, aka Deadpool. Um, and nobody gets Jessica's name right at all. <laughs> nobody. Not that Jessica wanted that credit. She didn't want that smoke, but at the same time, she had a big deal, a big part in why Deadpool wasn't able to murder Drake right away. Of course, Vindicator is, is the one who was getting all the photo ops and million dollar smile and the photo and the police there. And he's holding the, there's even a picture of him like holding a Canadian flag and the cops are posing next to it and stuff. And Drake even takes a photo with him and posts it on his Instagram. And that's where we leave it. So, Drake is safe. Deadpool did not meet his mark. But in Virginia, it wasn't Pusha T. I was just joking about that. But the mysterious caller who hired Deadpool to do the job is royally pissed. So he makes a few calls and he's going to sick. He's going to turn the tables on on old Wade, on old Wade. It's time for him to unleash his own superhero to permanently take Deadpool out of the picture. Again, not most people know he has a healing factor, but they're going to try. So next time, whenever that may be, we will pick up with Deadpool on the run, leaving Toronto, Jessica heading back to Seattle. They're on the rocks. They weren't together, but they they forged some kind of acquaintanceship. They're on the rocks. They're mad at each other. He's mad at her for blowing his payday. She's mad at him for not listening to any kind of reason. And, of course, she doesn't love the fact she didn't get any recognition for helping out. But, I mean, it is what it is. And neither of them know that as they head back to Seattle, because Wade's stuff is in Seattle and Jessica now lives there, that there is something else being unleashed and headed their way. And Drake has a hell of a bill to fix everything. So there it is, part four in the Jessica Jones slash Deadpool in the, De- in the Alias Investigation series. And I call it Alias Investigations because, sorry, that scared me, because Deadpool and Jessica Jones are both part of Alias Investigation. So there it is, part four of the Alias Investigation series after all this time. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you liked that. It was fun. It was different. I think it was might have been better than the last one. I'll have to go back and listen to it when it comes out. But yeah. Next topic. Little drinky drink. So, excuse me. This is a recommendation, but I'm also going to talk about the story a little bit. So 
it was Owen Lakes Comics on YouTube. If you don't follow him on YouTube, you should definitely do so. He covers a bunch of comics. He has a Patreon where he puts stuff up early. He's really good at telling, just telling, re, recreating stories for you on YouTube. A lot of people out there are like comic, comic historian or comic historian is, and then comics explain. There, there's a whole bunch of good comic book creators. Comic Tropes is another one I like to watch. But Owen Likes Comics did a video on the new 52 Batman, which I had no exposure to. And y'all know as much as I love talking about music and movies and stuff, I like to get, get down and dirty from time to time and talk about some comic book stuff. So we're going to talk about new 52 Batman a little bit because after I watched this video, and even though I know how the story kind of goes, I was intrigued enough to check out the very first trade of Greg Capullo's um, Batman run of, uh, oh, sorry, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's Batman run. The Court of the Owls, volume one. So, one, never, never remembered reading any Scott Snyder stuff before. So this trade contains Batman number one of the New 52, Batman volume two, through issue seven of Batman. And like I said, I had never read any Scott Snyder work. But immediately, he gets all the things that I want in a Bruce Wayne. In a Batman, excuse me, in a Batman, a.k.a. Bruce Wayne. Confidence. But also, he doesn't write him where he's this bat machine. Because a lot of writers will get in this point where he's he's the bat, the bat, the bat, the bat. So he's cold to everyone. He's kind of cold to Alfred. He's kind of cold to Dick. He's kind of cold to Tim. He's kind of cold to Damien. He's kind of cold to Bart. Like, that, that's just who he is. He's the bat. He's the bat. He's the bat. They don't make him human at all, it doesn't seem like. Scott Snyder balances it really well. At no point does Bruce Wayne lack confidence that he's the bat, Gotham is his city, and that he knows Gotham like the back of his hand. But he has no problem with Bruce Wayne looking at his right hand and being like, oh, where did that scar come from? Seriously. And I love that. He may having a, a Batman be human, and I don't necessarily mean like as in uh Bane getting his back back broken. Of course, we all know he's pushed his limit, and then Bane struck when he was at his weakest and broke his back, and that, that's how the story goes. He shows that Batman is human. So while literally Bruce is getting his getting his tail beat this whole book, this whole trade, seriously. It, it's kind of crazy to see how how bad he he gets beat. But the interactions with the Bat family that we see, we see a lot of Nightwing in this first trade. We see a lot of, um, a lot of Alfred. And it's, it establishes the core identity of this Batman. It, so it's Batman who is the Bat and is Batman all the time. But at the same time, he recognizes that he needs people a little bit. So the whole idea of the Court of Owls, and just to, just to read it to you easily off of New 52, the Court of the Owls is a violent cobble of some of Gotham City's oldest and wealthiest families who use murder and money to wield political influence throughout history. Carry out their interests, they employ a breed of highly trained assassins known as Talons. Leaders of their organization appear to be human and wear white owl masks on their faces. Earliest history of the Court of Owls dates back to Gotham's earliest days in the 1600s. Bruce Wayne recounts that as a child, he believed the Court of Owls responsible for the death of his parents personally investigated the conspiracy before determining there was no evidence. Now, this is interesting because for the first, honestly, for the almost the entire 
until he actually gets spoilers. One, two, three. I know it's 13 years old, 11 years old, four, five, six, seven. Before he gets captured by the owls, he just refuses to believe that he's wrong. And that he, because he, he, he assumed he, he investigated, he didn't find anything. Therefore, therefore, the court of owls cannot exist. That is, that's the bottom line for Bruce. That's where he's at with it. And so when he, Wayne announces he plans to rebuild and reshape Gotham City for the future, the court of owls sentenced him to death and their assassin, the talent William Cobb, attempts to murder him during a meeting with Lincoln March. They struggle at the top of Wayne Tower and the killer survives a fall from the top. Batman discovers that their society has various secret headquarters throughout hidden rooms in every building established by the Alan Wayne Trust created by Bruce's great-grandfather, Alan Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's your Wikipedia synopsis. But he, Snyder and Capullo really go about sitting and trying to get, establish a new villain for Bruce. Cause you know what most bat bat writers want to do when they come in, they want to write their Joker story and not to say Snyder doesn't do his Joker story, snorry his Joker story, but they want to write their Joker story. And, and he doesn't do that. He takes the time to really sit with this court of owls and really make them a relevant villain for Bruce because the Waynes have always been the most powerful people in Gotham, bar none. And for Bruce to discover that not only is there someone who's been around longer than the Waynes, riding off the coattails of some of his family, which I still don't know all the details about because I haven't read volume two yet. But then he had no idea about it in his city. He's real adamant about his city. And so this Talon this talent is is a beast, man. Like he, he takes it to Bruce, and it's not about him being, um, being like more raw strength or anything like that. But it's just that Bruce's disbelief is really what puts him at a disadvantage for most of these throughout this, um, the story arc. And at one point, Dick comes to see Bruce after. Damn, it might have been after Bruce escapes from the Talons, honestly, from the Owls. Because at one point he's captured and they they literally have him captive like underneath the city in some weird white room and all the room like he literally is just going room to room for weeks, just slowly losing his mind. It's real psychological like that. They do a great job with that too. Eventually Bruce breaks free from there, manages to get back to the cave, and in one of the most powerful scenes in the book, Dick comes to see Bruce and he's like, Oh, we thought you were dead. It had been weeks and I know that you're saying you don't need help, but you need to let us help and blah, 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 blah. And Bruce just all out just punches Dick in the mouth. And Dick's like, yo, what the what the hell? Like, what's wrong with you? He hits him so hard he knocks a tooth out. But in that tooth, in, one, in that tooth that Bruce knocked out was, I don't, I don't remember what it was exactly. I, I don't know. I want to say maybe a transmitter or something like that. But it was something that was placed in his mouth a long time ago. When he was when he still had his parents alive because they had him earmarked because of his acrobatic background and his youth. They had Dick earmarked in order to become a talent down the road. And essentially that what they do is they groom you your whole life to eventually be ready to be a talent. He had no idea. 
So at any given time, they could have triggered that, and then he would have been indoctrined into the talent program, from what I understood it. And Dick's like, oh, how did you know that? Blah, blah, blah. And Bruce's like, well, I did do more investigation, and I found this out. So it it, it was a really weird Brucean way to show that he cared about Dick. And him and Dick really have some solid moments. <clears throat> Excuse me. Silent moment, silence, sil- solid, solid moments in this episode that I really, in this story arc that I really appreciate it. I love Capullo's artwork. I I always loved the look of his Spawn stuff. Never read a ton of it, but always liked how his Spawn looked compared to McFarlane's Spawn. And not to say one's better, but I, I did enjoy Capullo's. And then getting to see his Batman, their Batman is is very Batman. But at the same time, they they don't make it all about the they don't darken it up. It's not it's not I am the night you can't see me, I, I attack in shadow murky. No everything all all the inks and all the pencil lines are are so clearly defined. It's easy to follow the story, and Capullo's artwork tells just as much the story along with Snyder's dialogue. So recommendation wholeheartedly. I got my copy from Hoopla. Of using my library card, I downloaded it digitally, and it only took a few seconds to download, and I just read it right in the Hoopla app. It's so easy to do. If you're more into holding the book, you can go probably go to your local library and check that out. Uh, again, that is Court of the Court of the Owls. That's Volume One. Um, uh, it's so it's so good. Like I might, I don't think I'll do it before, but yeah, it's Batman Volume One, The Court of the Owls. Uh, one of the first, probably the first New Fifty Two story I ever read. Because I've stayed away from New 52, even though I know the New 52 isn't a thing anymore. I stayed away from it like a plague. Like a plague. I was out of comic books anyway. But I was like, they're rebooting the entire DC Universe again? No thanks. And so I, I had no parts of it. No parts of it. And it, it was just, it was a it was a really fun ride. And I truly enjoyed it. So I recommend you go check out Batman Volume 1, The Court of Owls. Written by Scott Snyder and art by Greg Capullo. You will not be disappointed at all. It, it's some great stuff. Um, good time for anybody who's into one. Good good books, period. But if you're a comic book nerd like myself, go go get you something in case you haven't read it. You've been listening to Hyphenation, the Barack Obama-approved world's greatest podcast, brought to you by me, Kellen Conley, a.k.a. B-Hyphen, powered by the themarkrob.wordpress.com, and also Hyphen Podcast Group. Good podcasts, good people, good networks, the excellence of audio execution, hyphenpodcastgroup.com. I almost got it. I said the excellence of audio executions, I think is what I said. Almost got it, though. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. So I hope you enjoyed my my uh, Alias Investigations Part 4. Hopefully you, didn't, uh, hopefully you were able to follow along and I did a decent enough recap and you enjoyed me just sitting here coming up with that off the top of my brain and it was easy to follow. It was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun, so I hope you had a lot of fun. If if you're hearing the sound of my voice and you're watching on YouTube, please take the time to subscribe, like the video, leave a comment, and hit that bell and you never miss an upload. I greatly appreciate it. Speaking of things like that, if you want to go on your favorite podcast listening platform, like Apple Podcast or Spotify, and give the show five stars. I greatly appreciate that. I do. If you want to leave a review, I'll read it. Even if it's bad, I'll read it. I, I can take it. I'm tough. I'm 40 now. I can <laughs> I can take it. I haven't cried on this pod in like, what, over a year? Has it been a year? 
Achievement unlocked. Let's go. Let's go, man. If there is a podcast platform that you cannot find Hyphenation or any of the other great Hyphen podcast group shows on, please let me know. And the best way you can do that, or if you just want to contact the show, is by doing this. You can email me at b-hyphen at gmail.com, b-h-y-p-h-e-n at gmail.com, at b-hyphen on Twitter, the b-hyphen on Instagram, hyphen universe on Facebook, or you can do hyphen podcast group on Facebook, you can do hyphen pie group on Twitter, you can do hyphen podcast group on Instagram, or hyphen podcast group at gmail.com. You can reach out to me any of those ways. Any of those ways, it's fine with me. Perfectly fine. We'll make it lurk. We'll make it lurk. We'll make it work. I promise. The power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life. No matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do, you got to do you. Always, man. 100%. Even if you love somebody, even if it hurts, you got to let them go, man. You, you can't have that negativity bring you down. You really can't. And hopefully you both get to a better place where y'all can actually reconnect possibly. Otherwise, cut, cut it out. I should turn off this pod. As I said on the other episode earlier that I listened to for Deadpool, Jessica Jones, why do I have a podcast? Why do y'all let me sit here and be and talk dumb like this? It's ridiculous. Having said that, have genuine interactions with people. You never know what the next woman or man is going through. So your kind words could have uh, could save their life or someone else's. You just never know. Have good, genuine interactions with people. With that being said, give people their flowers while they're still here because you never know when it's their time to go. You really don't. Let people know how much they mean to you, even in the smallest ways. Let someone know how much you care because some people honestly don't know and they just need to hear it. You'll, you'll floor them with just some kind words. Not even kidding. Also, along with that, call your mom, call your brother, call your sister, call your uncle, call your godfather, call your brother, punch your grandmother in the arm, um, ride in a car with your grandfather, um, write a letter to your dear Aunt Sally, send a telegram to your stepbrother, hug your kids tight while they're little, hug your kids tight when they're teenagers and they don't want you to, hug your kids tight when they're older. And, and tell your spouse you love them. Happy Valentine's Day. Definitely tell your spouse you love them. Even if y'all don't celebrate Valentine's Day, if you got love for your significant other, tell them you love them. If y'all are just are new and just starting out, tell them you care for them. And if it's just a if it's just a fling and it's only about sex, be upfront with each other. Be like, I'm only here for this sex. I'm going to get this sex, and then I'll be done with you. And if I want more sex, I'll reach out to you. Be upfront with people. Do that. <laughs> it, it ain't going to hurt. Do it. Dang, what do you want to do? Like, go home and do it yourself? So what? You've been doing that your whole life, man. You've been doing that your whole life. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, that's the title. <laughs> I like shoot or shoot. But you've been doing that your whole life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be the dismount, as Mark Rob would say. I appreciate each and every one of y'all here to sound of my voice, man. It means so much to me. All of y'all to put up with my shenanigans. Farley, what's that bar with all the crazy on the walls? Shenanigans? Yeah, I appreciate y'all putting up with my shenanigans. 
appreciate y'all being here with me on the Barack Obama Pro World's Greatest Podcast in year six, which is crazy. Oh, it feels so good, man. <sighs> really does. So once again, we've arrived at this point, the point in the show where it's time for me to stop talking. So I'm going to do that thing and stop talking to y'all because I love y'all and I want y'all to go home and think about AOS investigations and how they should give me money. Kevin Feige should give me money to bring that to life. Just a thought, Ryan Reynolds. And, and, uh, can I, can I, I can see her face. Is it going to come to me? Ah, uh, I love her too. And I can't think of her name. I'm sorry, podcast and one-on-one. All right. Hold on. I, I can't do her dirty like that. We can't end like that. Kristen Ritter. I love you, Kristen Ritter. Ever since Breaking Bad, I've loved you. So Ryan Reynolds, Kristen Ritter, if you're listening to this and you want me to start writing real real scripts so y'all can get a Disney Plus show, let's do this. I, I even edited this time. Like, there was hardly any cussing in this. It was very minimal compared to last episode. You're welcome. But I say all that to say this. Thanks, y'all. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?